0: kieran and i'm eve this is kitchen table cult where two coverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right hey, hey eve
1: how's it going
0: good finals is over and i slept yay so how are you doing
1: I'm good, Um, I am in New York, I am here for a a class, I just took a comedy writing class and I'm visiting some friends, so if you hear my friend's crazy cat running around behind me or New York street noise, that's why. Nice. Yeah, it feels really nice to be back here.
0: That's really exciting and very cool that you took a comedy writing class, that sounds really fun.
1: Yeah, no, I I mean all these men for my entire life told me that I wasn't funny. And, like, I should stop making these jokes. And then I just discovered that most of them were just not that smart. And my jokes are actually really funny.
0: Yeah. 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 No. Like, why are men? And you're hilarious. So.
1: I am really funny. Like, I, like, it took I, me. I don't. It took me th- almost 30 years to figure out that I was funny. But, like, that's been a, a revelation of 2018 is, like, oh, actually, I'm pretty funny.
0: Yeah. I should probably lean into this. Oh my god, that's also been my theme this year is like leaning into things. I went uh, on Thursday, I had uh, drinks with some of the people at my school mm-hmm. uh, who helped organize all of the queer stuff that I've been working on this year. And uh, one of the people who's like been huge um, behind that is the president of the school actually. And so she <laughs> was in a meeting and she like left the meeting specifically to go down to say hi to me at this party and hang out for like the length of a drink and then go back to the meeting, which was great.
1: You were so special.
0: Yeah. And then some people were asking me like how I got into organizing. And I just explained that I can't not do it. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, I'm almost 30 and I'm just not fighting it anymore. And I'm just going to lean into it because my first memory is organizing a rescue on a playground. And I just kept going. So... I'm not Look, it. when
1: I when I was like six, I used to basically podcast into this one of those Fisher Price mics on like blanked cassettes and like record myself like talking about family life. <laughs> I really, I really should have known That's that it was here. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my sister, my sister used to walk in and like try to comment, and I'd be like, "Go away! This is my show." <laughs> I've gotten a little better at sharing.
0: <laughs> Speaking Meaning of. In- yeah, leaning in, but also things we did when we were kids. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't acknowledge <laughs> this holiday anymore.
0: Fair, um, same.
1: So we've both finished our semesters, yay. yay. Um, which means that everyone around us is, like, getting all very, very excited for Christmas.
0: Right, and I'm just, like, sleeping.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> well, I like, I like... I got a Christmas tree for the first time ever. Um, I had, like, a tiny little plastic one that's like, sat on my desk once. But this is, like, my first real tree of my own. Neat. But I got it because it was, like, up on Bent Mountain where the Mountain Valley Pipeline's being built. And I wanted to, like, support one of the local people up there um, mm-hmm. who was selling his trees. So I got a real Christmas tree. And it smells great. But, like, I wanted to celebrate Christmas by, like, doing things that are really great but feel nothing like Christmas.
0: Yes. I feel that. I also uh, have a tree for the first time in years actually. Um, my brother sent it to me the day I took my last final and it showed up and so now I have a tree and I Aww, was like, so uh that's adorable. But I haven't uh, celebrated the holiday with trees in so long so I don't have ornaments but I did make a tree topper. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. that is the anarchy symbol
1: that's nice so. <laughs> I got a really I got a really cheap like two dollar like light that runs on like watch batteries nice. at Walmart and somebody like saw it because it kind of looks a little antique it's just plastic with like flocked in glitter mm-hmm. and somebody was like is that like a family heirloom and I was like <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it yes. is yeah it yes. is <laughs> definitely from my family starting this year
0: <laughs> yep correct <laughs> It is now. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Now um I so my um, my marriage like fell apart over Christmas and like he left me like the day after Christmas. So um that was in 20 tw- Christmas 2012 and I have not observed Christmas with family ever since and I've been doing very unconventional things for Christmas. So like one year um when I was living in LA, I went up to the the beach in Malibu and just like laid on the beach and read books nice all day and that was great and then another year i was i was in madrid visiting a friend and we went rent and like wandered around the city and um i got dim sum in this like tiny little like shop that was in an underground parking garage in the middle of madrid and that was great nice um, and one time I was camping at the Grand Canyon with my brother, and we woke up to a snowstorm.
0: That's that was also beautiful, exciting. Yeah. but also
1: fucking cold. Yeah, but yeah, I really just don't do normal things for Christmas anymore because it stresses me out a lot.
0: Yeah, my last uh, two Christmases since getting divorced, I have not been at home. I went to I was in Mexico City uh, the first year, is mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. and that was my. First time out of the country amazing, and it was great. I walked around uh Chapultepec Park, I think mm-hmm. and we went everywhere. It was great. I did just like hopped on a bus and just ran it like until the end and then hopped on another thing and I went on like a big loop around mexico city cool and then last year, I was in Los Angeles, and this year. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Well, you guys are going
1: to, like, go to Akron, right? And then that got changed.
0: Yeah, because it's cold.
1: That is the downside of Ohio. (laughs) Right, Aaron?
0: (laughs) So, so Akron's going to happen hopefully over spring break when it's less cold.
1: Cool, cool. Do you still, like, feel like Christmas is, like, special? Or is it, like, a holiday that you just, like, want to avoid? Or how do you feel about it now?
0: Um... It's kind of, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me so much that I want to avoid it. It's just sort of like, I'm kind of ambivalent now. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like this thing that is weird that like normal people, like normies do. Mm-hmm. People who are less radically queer and whatever the fuck I am. <laughs> um <laughs> And so it doesn't bother me so much, but I don't really celebrate it. I just kind of do my own thing and enjoy like the one day that everything is quiet and nobody is out. It's so I nice. I walked around L.A. on Christmas Day, and it was silent. There were zero people, and I just walked down this like massive downtown. Mm-hmm. It was great.
1: You know, I I feel like I feel like people like I you know Scrooge was like an evil capitalist, but on on the other hand, like. I feel like people misunderstood the value of, like, privacy and silence. <laughs> yes. Like, it's a really great feeling to just, like, have a day off to, like, be quiet.
0: Yeah. What was some of the uh, weird traditions that your family did?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Where to start? So, my my parents... Um, now, I knew some people who didn't celebrate Christmas because... They believed that Christmas had its origins in a pagan holiday, which I think there's some truth to. Like I think that people didn't really know when Jesus was born. And so the church kind of arbitrarily picked a time that sort of mathematically worked and also coincided with some Roman festivals that they wanted to co opt to you know, use to their own advantage. Um, I mean, brilliant marketing strategy, really. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so because of that, I knew some people growing up who like wouldn't celebrate Christmas because they had like pagan origins and like this is this is not like original Christianity. Right. Um, my family was not of that ilk. We always celebrated it, but we always like focused it on it very much as like this is Jesus's birthday. So we're going to do things for Jesus that like are appropriate for a birthday. So we had like my mom would make a cake and we would like sing happy birthday to Jesus and blow out candles all together. And I hated that so much. It's like, this is embarrassing mother. Why are we doing this for no one who's here? and we had a tree we would have a tree and my, my parents had this like great little like class divide compromise my father was from like a, a middle class family and my mother was from a working class family and she really liked big tacky 70s lights and my father <laughs> was like that's ugly we have to be elegant and classy i want oh tiny God. little white lights so we had tiny colored lights for our tree
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um and we had like you know ornaments that we'd all made throughout the years, and some like cutesy things that people had given us when we were born, and you know an angel on top of the tree, and yeah. um, and then my siblings and I for I don't know when it started I I must have been involved when it started, but mostly I remember after we moved to, from, from California, my siblings would put on, and I would either be asked to direct or asked to not be involved in it, um a play where they would put on a pageant of like, whatever Matthew chapter whatever um mm-hmm. describing the nativity. And so like, they would all like jockey for a position to see who could be Mary and Joseph and like, the angel and then like who would be the wise men and the shepherds and like, you know whoever Actually. was in the doghouse would have to be the donkey. And <laughs> it was just like chaotic mess and so they would rehearse for weeks and weeks leading up to it and then it would just like collapse into like somebody screaming at each other and it would be this ma- massive meltdown and my father would just like be like well that was great everyone go to bed now <laughs> and then whoever had been like the best behaved of that was like ask to elf which is help him get all of the presents out of the attic and put them under, under the tree oh wow and um, set it up for the next morning and we also, like, my grandmother's Episcopalian, so we used to, when she moved near us um, in Virginia, we would go and attend the midnight um, mass service at her church because she sang in the choir. So that was always nice. We had a little bit of, like, formal liturgy. We would go to—my church always had a Christmas Eve service, so we'd go to that first, and then we'd do, like, our family stuff in the evening, and then— So Christmas Eve was pretty involved, and then Christmas Day itself was, like, cake for Jesus, and, like— um presents and uh, just like then my father would be like all right it's resting time go pick one toy to play with and like go to your bed and don't get up for three hours
0: oh my god
1: and then we would have you know the big dinner
0: yeah i think the weirdest the thing that stands out that is like the weirdest tradition that we had was we would get my bitty baby um Who? Oh my who, for God! For authenticity I, I just, like, reasons, forgot
1: that bitty baby existed. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, for authenticity reasons, uh, my ba- my bitty baby was the darkest, so that was the one that would be chosen for baby Jesus because baby Jesus was Middle Eastern and not white.
1: I mean, um, I'm glad that they were willing to like <laughs> give accurate representation. I
0: know the one, the one thing.
1: Once upon uh, a time, my, my my brother, who's now 13, you know, blonde, blue eyed, was asked to be the baby Jesus in a pageant that we were part of.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. And then what we would do is Mm -hmm. uh, we would put Bitty Baby Jesus into a cardboard box Mm -hmm. and wrap the cardboard box and leave the Bitty Baby Jesus under the tree until Christmas. (laughs) And we did this until one of my siblings like pointed out that we were suffocating the little Bitty Baby Jesus doll and was really upset about it because like, I mean, even if you put air holes, if you wrap it. You're not, you're not helping that. It's not so. like a kitten
1: that you can put in there for a couple, <laughs> a couple hours possibly before on Christmas day. Like that's like, that's child abuse. Right. Oh wait, that's bitty baby abuse.
0: It's bitty baby abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, then that wait, would be who the would first present it? that we opened. Um, I think like we would all unwrap it. Like we would all like. Would just be a madhouse free it, for yeah. all where you're
1: like tearing out each other's eyes trying to get to the paper.
0: Well, we were more gentle than that.
1: Oh, okay. That would be my siblings. Or, like, we
0: would have, like, a designated somebody would open it, whoever. My family's
1: family's pretty rowdy. We would not have, like, stood for that. We would have, like, murdered each other to, like, get the honor of opening the box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that box was more just in the way. Like, that was what had to be opened before all the other presents. So it was really just, like...
1: It was like it a way matter. to like stall you guys <laughs> so that right. your parents could like get their cup of coffee and like get to bed. Get basically down yeah. to the living room. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like the here this is the this is the ceremonial present that we have to do oh before God. the actual presents occur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that was that was the weirdest, if only because like after you thought about it for more than ten seconds you're like, Why am I putting a something that is representative of a small human into a box? And suffocating it for several weeks.
1: Because you're pro-life, uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs>
0: right, clearly. That's how that works. It's like <laughs> being in the womb, right? It's uh, fine. <laughs> no.
1: No, no. It's, it's, it's just not. It's just, that's just not how that works.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, wow. Well, okay, so that's, is that your weirdest family tradition?
0: That's the weirdest. Uh, but we also did some, like, things that were really annoying which was like the worst, the tradition that I hated the most was we would always have these like huge holiday parties and Uh I would be the one who had to bake for them and Mm -hmm. set them up and clean up after them. Um, And all of the like...
1: For like people in your church or like your neighborhood or
0: what? We would invite people from our church to them, but they would basically be a glorified fundraiser for the crisis pregnancy centers
1: oh that's cute
0: yeah so especially like my last year that i was at home and i started realizing how horrifying like crisis pregnancy centers are that was terrible i was really grumpy Mm -hmm. that we were having a fundraiser for that um and we would also like my mom would just decide that christmas was like the one time we were going to like meet all of our neighbors and everybody and so we would bake cookies for like a week straight i would just be over an oven baking dozens oh, you guys upon did this dozens too. upon okay. dozens of cookies and we would take them to like all of our neighbors or we'd make those jars with like the flour <laughs> so yeah like, like the make cookie mixes yeah yeah and like everybody got them
1: So my care group would always have organized, like, I think actually every care group in our church is, and care group is what Sovereign Grace Ministries, like, called code word for Bible study group was, because, you know, it wasn't just a Bible study, it was also like accountability and correction for your Mm -hmm. sinfulness, Um, or caring for your souls. So care groups would get together, and they would pick somebody's neighborhood, and maybe, like a week or two weeks in advance of the Christmas Eve service at church, they would, like, collect a whole um, stack of invitations from printed by the church office, and everybody in the care group would make cookies, and we'd bring them all over, and we'd arrange them on plates so everybody got, like, a good mixture. Mm -hmm. And we'd go caroling door-to-door, and we would give them the cookies and an invitation to the Christmas Eve service. Yep. And um, I'm a really good caroler thanks to all that.
0: Yeah, that does not surprise me.
1: Yeah, so we did that for many many years and um it was really pushy and obnoxious and mm-hmm. I don't think Carolyn was ever for evangelism so much as it used to be like a like charitable thing that people would do to like go make shut-ins or the sick yeah. in hospitals like feel less lonely during the holidays. My in-laws had a tr- family tradition. They all sang parts. So they mm-hmm. would go to a nursing home and they would sing carols for all the residents. We'd like walk around to, like in the dementia ward yeah. and we'd like go into like the cafeteria and we, we'd, we'd do this and that was nice and that felt different cause there wasn't any agenda. It was just like, we're doing something that's like beautiful yeah. and nice.
0: My parents would do that, but with the like tracks and stuff accompanying so they're like Uh, we're gonna go sing christmas carols and also teach these
1: heathens about how they are going to hell
0: yeah yeah which like is kind of assumptive for a nursing home
1: i mean but they're in a nursing home and their families aren't looking right obviously obviously they like like, neglected their children somehow so they're going to hell right oh i hate these people and i hate these assumptions (laughs) oh it's so gross I never actually got into the weirdest Christmas tradition that we did. Can I talk yes, about that for a second? Yes, 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 So we all know now, thank you for, um, what is the book? Is something called Prairie Fires or something. It's a history of Laura Ingalls Wilder and, like, the actual story behind her books and how, like, Pa was just, like, this violent libertarian racist who was, like, of the mindset of the only good Indian is a dead Indian and that kind of bullshit that, like, was popular during that time for white people to to promote. Mm-hmm. And um, he knew when they were in Kansas, like, he knew they were on indigenous land and, like, they were not allowed to be there. And he just, like, walked in and, like, was like, yeah, I'm making a bet with the government to, like, see if I can stay because, like, I'm going to just, like, beat out these natives. right? Um, so super sketchy. So along those things, my, my father was really obsessed with the Little House on the Prairie books and would read them out loud to us every year, the entire series.
0: Oh, holy shit.
1: Yeah, I know. That's it was a, a lot it was, of books. It is a lot of books. He he was very faithful <laughs> with reading bedtime stories to all of us, but there was a lot of propaganda. That's so it was still like lot, yeah. It was like Little House on the Prairie, James Harriet, Little Bridges series, a whole bunch of different ones. Um and they all rotated through, but like Little House was like the, the one that he always returned to. Mm-hmm. And um there's a story in the second book The Little House in the Prairie where um they like can't get to I guess it's independence for their packages for Christmas presents and so and there's like not much money around so the um the girls aren't going to have Christmas and then like their the creek that they would have to get to get through to get to town like floods and so they're like trapped and um, their friend, Mr. Edwards, shows up and crosses the creek in the middle of winter and, like, brings them some presents from town and tells them this whole story about, like, yeah, I ran into Santa and he was, like, riding a burrow and, like, <laughs> you know, he sent you guys, like, each a tin cup and some brown sugar candy and, like, a candy cane and, like, um, an orange and mm. a dime. I think that's, like, or a penny. But just, like, so the girls each got this, like, little, like, gift set from this man and my father kind of reimagined this whole thing and he like invented salsa claws so salsa Claus wrote a burro and was like the character from that story and like was visiting our house every every year and would drop off ingredients for pico de gallo and would put like garlic and onions and bell pepper not bell peppers um jalapenos and serranos and like all that in our stockings Oh, my God. And then he would write this, like, letter from Salsa Claus in, like, the most racist, horrific Spanglish. Oh, my God. Being like, well, this year was, like, a really tough year. Sorry, you don't get that many presents. Or, like, I don't know, just all sorts of stuff. I'm like, wow, it's really cold in Virginia. Why did you guys move here? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, and, and so that was, like, our mid-morning snack. And that was nice. My dad does make really good pico de gallo and, like... And he would, um you know, we would snack on that until, like, yeah. the big dinner. And that was nice, but, like...
0: But there's ways it, to get it, salsa without... He
1: had to, like, class. make an elaborate process out of it that basically gave him a gold star for helping around the house. Yeah. Which and is... getting his presents. It was huh. creepy and oh racist God. and and weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. That is That is way weirder than... Uh, putting a baby Jesus in a cardboard box for two So, minutes. I mean,
1: I still, like, crave salsa on Christmas, and I'll, I'll generally indulge in that at some point around that time, but, like, it still makes me feel really strange. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. We asked our our um, Twitter followers for some of these same kinds of questions, like, what was the, the weirdest, like, evangelical, like, super Christian um you know, tradition that you, your family participated in. And we got a lot of answers.
0: Yeah. Apparently something that was really common was the birthday cake.
1: Yeah. The birthday I The cake I,
0: for Jesus, super common.
1: Uh, where did that start? That must have been like a James Dobson, like, it article or something. Been. Or like, or like Mary Pride must have said she did it once or something.
0: Yeah. I also, I vaguely feel like I remember it being part of an Adventures in Odyssey thing. Or some oh. kind of like focus on the family radio thing, but I can't remember. All right, but it seems familiar.
1: Listeners, if you know where this came from, this like birthday cake thing, let me know because I'd love to like write it up. This is super <laughs> weird. Like Jesus doesn't want a birthday cake. He's not Elijah <laughs> at whatever the holiday is—Passover or whatever. He's not like. Oh,
0: right, Yeah. Not. Waiting we're not. For s- we're
1: not. We're not saving food for him. We're eating this. <laughs> Oh, it's so strange.
0: Uh, the other one was, um, and this is something that my parents also did. Oh, really? Which Ca- is bringing everything back. Yeah, uh-huh. cash, Cass.
1: Cass. Yeah, yeah, Cass is great. Cass is someone I went to college with. Um, and yeah, they said that like.
0: Yeah, like everything is always brought back to the crucifixion. And, and the real reason for the season being Jesus' death, and that's something that my parents also did. And uh, one of the things that Cass mentioned was putting an iron nail on the Christmas tree. And my parents also did that. I think my dad learned about that from Promise Keepers or something.
1: Is that Promise Keepers? Weird. It was
0: It was somewhere around the time he was going to Promise Keepers. I feel like he picked that up at Promise Keepers. You know, Keepers,
1: that's so. like a pagan protective symbol to like have an iron nail.
0: I mean, how much like what isn't just completely co-opted?
1: Yeah, it's by Christianity. It's so
0: strange. The entire, all of, all of the holidays and everything is just like, oh, we took this thing from this culture and totally appropriated it. See, look, the iron nail is totally for Jesus now. It's like,
1: (laughs) Um, and so yeah, Cass also said that like their family had a crown of thorns on top instead of an angel or a star. Did you guys ever do that?
0: No, I don't think we did the crown of thorns. Okay. I think we might have thought about it, but like it's hard to make stick on a tree. So we mostly I, I, did angels it's also or hard stars
1: to, like, to build. Yeah, we did an angel. We did an angel. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then our other another follower, Danny, and this is this is a good one because this is something that my family um talked about too that I completely forgot. So this is part of why we did salsa Claus instead of Santa. Um. Danny says, well, my parents taught me when I was tiny that Santa was an anagram for Satan. And so there's no Santa, only Satan. So I went around telling people that when I was three.
0: I also did that.
1: I ruined Christmas for my cousins one year because I told them that Santa wasn't real. And my aunt had to like rush in and be like, ha ha, it was a joke. It's fine. We're still leaving out cookies.
0: Oh no. I
1: never believed in Santa because we were told not to believe in Santa. And I think it's I think it's like this anti Catholicism thing that comes up with mm-hmm. all of this stuff where, you know, oh Saint Nicholas who by yeah. the way was a total baller. Let's just like get back to that in a minute. But like <laughs> Saint Nicholas is Catholic, so and Santa isn't real and this whole thing is like this consumerist selfish like i deserve presents. i am a good person i was good this year so you have to give me stuff with the calvinist theology that we grew up with you're a sinner you don't deserve anything anything you get is like more than you deserve because mm-hmm. you deserve hell so yep. be fucking grateful that you're alive
0: yep. and
1: yep. um you don't deserve presents. and why are you so entitled and selfish
0: yeah i also also had that and my parents also discovered the thing about the, oh, it's just, if you rearrange the letters, it spells Satan. So obviously Santa is evil. Yeah. they're real, real good with the logic.
1: Real, real good with the logic. Okay, <laughs> so St. Nicholas, like, the story of St. Nicholas, like, beyond what you already know, there's this whole great moment at this, there's a debate about which books of the the canon will be included in the, the official Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, which books had been circulating and like which were scripture and which were not and they were trying to decide what goes into the Bible and what doesn't and he he was so passionate about I think it was the total humanity of Jesus and he was like a very against like the Gnostic concept of like Jesus was a a zombie possessed by God rather than like he was actually a human Uh some theologians gonna like write in and tell me I've got this wrong it's been a while since I studied this please be nice to me um, but that's what this is just of what I remember and and he got so mad about it that imagine like one congressman punching another congressman on the floor while they're in the middle of debate. It was like that. oh my God, St Nicholas like punched some dude about the divinity of Christ and like the humanity of Christ and the heresy like that they were debating. um he like punched him out. <laughs> So I'm, like, kind of a fan of Santa as a concept. Like, (laughs) if you're willing to, like... I kind of respect being willing to go to the map for that like that. Yeah. He was probably an asshole. It's... whatever.
0: But still, it's (laughs) a good story. It's a
1: great story! Speaking
0: of uh, the humanity of Jesus, though, what... Mm. how... how was your family on the virgin birth? Was that yes, literally? Or was there, like, some trickery
1: we obviously believed in the virgin birth as literal but i think that there's like some element of this like whole pro-life universe do you remember the the nativity story that movie that came out that was like this like pro-life propaganda yeah i'm sure the makers of it didn't really have that in mind but that's how it was used in our community and it was like this like like look you can see like the social ramifications of this woman like keeping this baby Mm. what if jesus had been aborted and so there was this like really strong message or around messaging around that but um ironically like they never brought up the like but what if she had had him because she was like fooling around with some other dude that was never a question. Mm -hmm. and um I, I love... There's a meme I saw that earlier this week. It was, like, an icon of the Virgin Mary, and it was, like, protection is 99... Or abstinence is 99.9% effective.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was, so... like... Yeah, bitch.
0: <laughs> and I'm, like, see, this is why... This is why I don't have a uterus.
1: Yeah, the rest of us aren't so lucky. <laughs> it's, it was just really funny. It was just, like... Yeah, that's the inherent paradox of this whole stance of like using adhering to the idea of the virgin birth and also using it as a pro-life stance. It's it skips the slut-shaming step. Yeah. And that's yeah. like what yeah. the pro-life stuff is pretty much all about. It's like, yep. "Oh, you're a slut, you have to wear it."
0: <laughs> yeah. Unless you're married. It's only okay if if God is the one who impregnated you. Yeah. You know, it's
1: it's fun because the Catholics get even more complicated about that. They believe that Mary couldn't have conceived um, because, I guess, they believe that the the sin nature is passed down through the mother, not the father. So they believe that Mary couldn't have conceived Jesus without sin unless she herself was conceived without sin. So her mother, St. Anna, purportedly, like... Got a special dispensation at the moment of conception. I'm like an, oh angel, an angel. It was like a threesome with an angel, basically, where the angel was like, and this baby is without sin.
0: Oh my God.
1: Which is why she gets hailed as Queen of Heaven.
0: Okay. That's, wow, that's elaborate.
1: I mean, all good mythology is elaborate.
0: <laughs> that's true. See, I feel slighted now because my dad grew up Catholic and I've never heard that story and that is amazing
1: no her name is Saint Anna and she's completely baller
0: yeah (laughs) yeah clearly
1: I mean like in in like Dante she's like basically handmaiden to her daughter as queen of heaven she's like second like she's like the right hand person oh wow it's pretty great besides you know Beatrice who's up there
0: yeah my parents are definitely like no it was totally a miracle child Okay, complete virgin birth, nothing, like,
1: absolutely, like, you know, the Holy Spirit, like, fucked her, and she had had a wet dream about a dove, and it was fine. Basically,
0: yeah, 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 basically, like, I don't know, she just spontaneously became pregnant, so that terrified me my entire life.
1: Right? I mean, (laughs) okay, so you, you, did you have the same thing I did where you, like, had nightmares about being pregnant and would, like, wake up and, like, be like, oh, thank God.
0: yes, yes. Oh man, yes, that was a thing that would happen.
1: What a shitty way to live,
0: right? No, right. I
1: like I I still had them for years, even in like until I, like basically until after I was divorced. It's like I would have nightmares about being pregnant. Yeah,
0: I had one. I had one post-histo. No, and like in my dream, I remembered I didn't have a uterus anymore, and everything got instantly better. <laughs> I I was like, no wait, that's not physically possible.
1: I have not had one of those in years, and it's really nice. But it used to like, I used to like wake up having a panic attack because it was like, because Mary was able to get pregnant that way. Like, there at any point in my life, God could just like be like, and you're you're trapped. You're trapped. You're trapped. You're trapped.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, it was horrifying. I'd never really grasped how much the story of mary really stressed me out until now
1: (laughs) well and and like the people who would be like really really positive about being pregnant there was always this kind of like i understand if you're my friend or my listener here you probably are someone who's had a baby and you may have had like a really shitty pregnancy or a really great pregnancy i know so many stories that go both ways and everybody has really strong opinions about it so hope you understand this is just my unique perspective here but like i would be terrified at the idea of like pregnancy being a happy thing because mary didn't have a chance to consent really i mean Mm -hmm. she did she she was asked like consent happens in that narrative but um but it's kind of like bill clinton and lewinsky Right. Having an affair. Like she was it was consensual, but the power differential was so much that like was it no. actually? So like God's like, right. hey, you're gonna have my kid, and she's like, Yeah, I like you. This is fun, but like, does she actually have a choice? Cause if she says no, what's God gonna do? Smite right. her?
0: Yeah, exactly. She's gonna be a
1: fucking pile of dust or a salt yeah. pillar as a warning yeah. to other women who say no to God. Like
0: Yeah. There's no, there's no coming back. Like talk
1: about ultimate incel energy.
0: When you don't have the option to say no and have that no respected, your yes is not consent.
1: Exactly. And so I, I never really felt comfortable about that. And it's like the whole like sex meant with your husband you meant you had to be constantly available, and like sex as like existing to procreate meant that always had to be an option. And like, yep. So the whole thing just like felt really loaded all the time. Yeah.
0: Yes. I extremely feel that.
1: Wow. Um. Well, we uh, <laughs> just got really deep. I <laughs> am going to request a break so I can grab another beer. Yes.
0: Yes. Um,
1: write in and tell us about how you felt about the story of the virgin birth because that's a thing.
0: Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> there, was, there was a can of worms. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: All right, and we're back. Thanks Hooray. for that break for sanity.
0: <laughs> sanity breaks are important.
1: Especially when talking about heavy topics.
0: Yes. Especially when that happens unexpectedly. <laughs>
1: I'm still traumatized why did I do this
0: I didn't I didn't think about Mary when I thought about Christmas until like now so
1: okay so do you have anything about like Christian Christmas that you still like at all
0: no I don't Mm know I don't know that there's anything that I still like about Christian Christmas I like what I've done on my own to kind of like mark the seasons passing yeah and, like, my own kind of celebration, but I haven't kept, like, with the exception of I will occasionally make Buckeye Balls, I haven't Uh kept anything.
1: Do you, um, do you, like, celebrate Yule in any particular way? Like, do you observe it in, like, a pagan way at all?
0: No, I just kind of take, like, the day itself as more of, like, a starting point for, like, reflecting on the year. And mm-hmm. it's just sort of like I am like thinking about all the things that happen and just unwinding, and it's like this is a time for me now to mm. just like reflect and relax and regenerate for the next like year. Yeah, that's nice.
1: I um I used to make a de Noël every year for a while. Um, the like French yule log cake. Nice. And maybe I'll maybe I'll do that again for like actual like you will um winter uh, like observe winter solstice properly i haven't really done anything like that i've just kind of like done adventuring like i was saying
0: before Mm -hmm.
1: every year i have one high church because i went episcopalian after i left the cult for a little bit before my divorce and then that kind of ruined it all for me but i still kind of miss miss parts of being episcopalian at times and like every year, there's like one service or another that like is the one I'm missing. And so last year it was like Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. and this year it's um, Advent. And so like I want to go to maybe like next Sunday I'll go to like that the last Advent service at a church and just like, and I think I like it because all of the the hymns are like minor key Christmas carols. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're beautiful, like there's like I really still love some of the the carols like um there's this um Christina Rossetti poem that's been set to music by Gustav Holst, and it's beautiful and mournful, and then um, little mortal flesh keep silent is another good one. I just like i'm I'm kind of a music nerd, and so I miss the music,
0: yeah, the music is nice or it can be nice i really like uh there was one year my dad took me to see denver and the mile high orchestra they're Mm. like a christian big band or whatever and they were amazing and i miss like that kind of music
1: yeah there's like there's some nice bits about it i've had a lot of friends this year like wanting to send me yule gifts like aaron our producer sent me coffee beans
0: Yes, they were, it was so good. Thank oh you. Oh my very. god. I've been it was drinking the best coffee. They're so yes. good.
1: It's been really lovely. Um, and like my brother sent me a bookcase. <laughs> I <It's> just <laughs> like, like, I opened the door and the UPS guy's like this is really heavy. Let me carry it in for you. And I'm like <laughs> what oh, the I... fuck. And it's a bookcase. <laughs> so like um, and then my, my friend who's an astrologer, she sent me a book about a Saturn. my Saturn return. And mm-hmm. like it's and she wait, she did a reading for me about my Saturn return. In addition to that, like that's the actual labor. But like yeah. um cuz I'm 29, uh, turning 20, 30 and it's happening soon. Um but yeah, it's just there's some really sweet things about that and I haven't had that in a long time and so now I'm like, oh, like maybe I yeah. should like get back into this cuz this is this is like it feels really good to be on the receiving on, end of it and I maybe for the first time in a long time have spoons to like reciprocate.
0: Mhm. Yeah, the, like, gift-giving part of the holiday season is my favorite part. And I, like, still, I still like doing that and participating in it. And just sort of, like, it's a holiday time thing, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you.
1: I kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of bad at Christmas and, and birthdays, but I do like giving my friends gifts throughout the year as I think about yes. it. So that's, I, I know that if I don't make it for you, I'll, I'll, I'll make up for it at some point, but, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not trying to be like super hard on myself, but like, I guess that's also another trigger from, from the cult. Cause like, I don't know if you guys had this, but like all of the teenage girls in my church would like make each other little gifties. Like, and so like if you, it was like a classroom gift exchange, like functionally. Oh wow. Yeah. So like everybody would like make each other like bath bombs or like little cookies or little sugar scrubs or like give you like a dictionary set or I don't know just like everybody yeah. gave each other gifts and I was like inducted into this culture which was so southern
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was just like oh I don't have anything for anybody wow this is so nice and I was like I thought for the first two years I was like oh wow these people really want to be my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like nope that's not how this works yeah. that's just something they're just being nice because they think they have to and anyway. so, like, I caught on, and I did things for people, too. And I I wasted a lot of energy on that. And it's... So now it's like, okay, I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's only if it feels right. Yeah, I'm being, like, very, like... I'm a very generous person, but I also, like, really want it to be super sincere and not coming mm-hmm. out of that, like, obligation place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my family were always the ones who made those things and handed them out, but I would never really... Was in a situation where I was part of, like, a group gift exchange that wasn't somehow going to someone who wasn't me. Mm Because my mom would, like, organize these things, but then, like, we would never get to keep any of the gifts that were exchanged. They would all be donated to somewhere.
1: Wait, did you get presents growing up?
0: I got presents growing up on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we would do, speaking of appropriation, we would sometimes do Hanukkah. Oh, um, okay. of course and we did the 12 days of christmas once which was the best because it's 12 days of presents instead of <laughs> eight but anyway um but at some point after i was about 10 or so my parents were like well it really should be about us giving people things instead of us receiving things from other people so like yeah. we would have parties and we would never be allowed to accept presents for ourselves but we would always like give them or collect them and donate them to somewhere else
1: there were a couple years where that was the fact my grandparents on both sides were very very generous and so we'd often like spread things out and save things for like epiphany and like um and that was nice but my parents um at some point like just basically realized that we didn't all have the spoons or the money to get everybody presents. And so we would draw names out of a hat and like everybody get do it like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, Secret Santa kind of exchange. Um, I mean it's nine kids, like it gets to be a lot. Yeah, and, like it does. You have like a an allowance of two dollars a month, like
0: you had allowances?
1: Very tiny ones. I had an My allowance My parents were like,
0: Why would we pay you to live with us?
1: <laughs> um, I had an allowance of twelve dollars a month. Or like all of middle school and high school it, like that was where I kept out which like is not really that much money if you think about yeah. it like it was enough to like buy me in a, a coffee or like a book but i would mm-hmm. always have to like you know scrimp and save and like find babysitting gigs and stuff so like it was just like it was tokens it, yeah. like, it wasn't real um yeah but so We didn't really have the money to buy each other presents and my parents weren't like about to fund us buying each other presents so it was nice then when they did that because it made it a lot easier and you could be like all right I'm gonna get this one person this one thing that's like maybe worth $20 and I'll like hustle Mm -hmm. to make it happen.
0: Yeah my parents would like well they didn't believe in allowance so we never had allowances to Mm -hmm. save. So they would take us to like the Dollar Tree or something and let us all go pick out presents for our siblings because the then Dollar it'd be tree. like <laughs> yeah yeah so it'd be whatever like 50 bucks or something mm-hmm. but we would all have gotten presents for each other and then they're like all right we don't have to deal with that anymore and then they can go do the other things but they would at some point they started coordinating with um other members of the family also, uh, especially on like big things, where
1: oh yeah, we there was, did that like, too. Something
0: big that a kid would be
1: like, yeah. The family gift for everybody this year from yeah. all of your extended family relatives is a trampoline or the membership to the like the pool, the neighborhood pool.
0: Oh, and uh I feel like I feel like we would be remiss talking mm-hmm. about Christmas if we did not talk about how they, we are responsible for the war on it. Of oh, my God. How could we forget <laughs> I know. the war on Christmas? The war.
1: Hey, congratulations, gays. You won. <laughs> Go I was us. Talking, Go team I was us. talking
0: with some friends of mine about this in the mission the other day. Mm-hmm. And we were like, man, we're so powerful. Like... They keep blaming us for like this war on Christmas and we have done so little we and can, yet like, we are winning. We are winning this war. We're doing so well.
1: <laughs> we can cause natural disasters. We can end Christmas. We're so good. It's amazing.
0: Oh my, oh my god. god. But what is what is the war on Christmas even about really? Okay. Do we know? So
1: I like the way I understood it growing up and I just like really haven't researched this because I would like to stay away from it yeah like i'm just like i don't want to know but the way i was told is like so certain people were abbreviating christmas to Mm xmas it's like a shorthand and someone who was super christian like got offended and was like oh wow you're trying to like x out christ from christmas so we have to like put the christ back in christmas and then, like, around that same time was when it became, like, common to say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas to, like... So,
0: obviously, they're both the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, like, it was, like, kind of, like, bundled together as this, like, liberal scheme.
0: Well, to include other cultures even and acknowledge they exist is right. just terrible. And right. Horribly unchristian.
1: So, I got really pissed about this beak and this was like before i got out of the cold like this was like when i was like 12 cuz i knew <laughs> enough to know that the x is like the greek letter that starts the word christ it's like yep. it's kai yep. and um and so it's it's using gr- the greek letter as a shorthand for christ that's why god there's like other uses of it i mean it's that's why you can use it for Christmas, Yep. And that's why I will always abbreviate Christians as Xians,
0: yep. Um, yeah. What's hilarious is everyone got soap in arms about Xmas for Christmas, and yet I saw those same people using X for Christians all the time, and that was fine. Right. It
1: just doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Uh, it, yeah. So I mean, it's like it's basically an illiterate overreaction in my take yeah is that how you understood it when you were a kid
0: yeah but i thought they had like they were more valid because they're like oh no and they also don't want to acknowledge that like the christian holiday even exists oh right because it was like
1: we only observe santa and presents and like there's no nativity involved okay
0: yeah, yeah, that too is they're like, oh yes, it's not. There's no. They no won't go to church. Scene. There's no, yeah.
1: They don't talk about the cross and why right. Jesus was born.
0: Yeah, yeah, they don't talk about the reason for the season.
1: Oh my God! So that was the thing. Like we would, we would have a sermon that would be like this, like really, like more fire and brimstone than Easter. Oh yeah. Um, on yeah. Christmas, because it yes. was like the reason for the season is that like. God made this baby be born, and this tiny little fragile infant is the one that's going to be sacrificed for your sins. Yep. Oh my God, God is so kind to us. Wow. wow. Come back in
0: three months and we celebrate his death. <laughs> that is <laughs> it's infanticide. I thought that was illegal. Well, I mean, 33 years have passed in uh, this time. Yeah. Yeah, and only, only <laughs> pre born children have rights. Right. Yeah. It. As soon as they're out of the womb, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's, they don't. Wah, to yeah. Mm-hmm. On your own at that point.
1: Fend for yourself, guys.
0: Yes. Good luck, small, defenseless infant.
1: I mean, God did this to Abraham and Isaac. Why wouldn't he do it twice?
0: I mean, right? The only thing that he promised not to repeat was a flood. Yeah. So that's why fire is next.
1: I think God is the ultimate insult.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: I'm. I think I'm going to stick to this. (laughs) Should this be new merch? Yes. (laughs) The Christian God is the ultimate (laughs) incel. All right. So let us know if you (laughs) like that joke because I think it's really on the line. But I think it's really funny and maybe have no sense of um, anything. But. Thanks for I, joining us. I don't think us. it's wrong.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Thanks for joining <laughs> us, guys. Tell us if you think God is an insult. Tell us what you think about the virgin birth. And um, let us know what you're doing to celebrate Xmas.
0: Yes. Merry Xmas and happy holidays. Whoa. Although, I mean, we'll see you next week. But, like, who's counting?
1: Yeah. So, um, for next week, Karen, I think we, we agreed we we're going to do, like, a recap of, like, headlines from this year.
0: Like some yes, craziest stuff.
1: So, like, send us your your the, like the story, the news story that like confused you the most. That might yes. possibly be related to like evangelical or fundamentalist culture. Um, send us your best stuff that you remember happening this year, and we'll we'll do cover it in our recap. All right, no more pregnancy dreams.
0: No, none of those sugar no more virgin births.
1: Dreams of sugar plums, not babies.
0: Yeah. Correct.
1: All right. Bye. Bye.